Hello world, hello world, and today is getting real political. It's getting real political. There was something discovered floating over the U.S., man, and it came from China, mainland China. So let's get into this. This has caused quite a bit of a stir on the internet and on many news stations as of recently, so I'm interested in seeing exactly what this is about. Let's go. Welcome Back to another episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast. My name is Cameron Bivens, your host, the Dragon Horse himself, and it is quite lovely. This is brought to you by BBC.com, and the title of this article is China Urges Calm Over Spy Balloon in U.S. Airspace. I don't know about that. I don't know if they can be real calm with that. Maybe that's a test. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm reaching for a theory that's not there. I don't know. Let's go. China has urged cool-headed handling of a dispute over a giant Chinese balloon heading for the eastern U.S. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken earlier called off a visit to Beijing saying the surveillance balloon's presence was an irresponsible act. Later, the U.S. reported a second Chinese balloon floating over Latin America. (laughs) This is a little strange, right? China expressed regret over the balloon over the U.S. saying it was a weather airship that had been blown astray. It was last spotted over Missouri. It is expected to reach America's east coast near the Carolinas this weekend. The U.S. has decided not to shoot down the airship due to the danger of falling debris. Because this debris that gets shot down from this airship, if it explodes or whatever, I mean, it looks just like a balloon. If it explodes or whatever, it could land on people in their houses, cause massive panic, injuries, damage to houses and cars and things of that nature, right? So it's understandable they don't want to just blow it up. In a statement on Saturday, the Chinese foreign ministry said Beijing never violated the territory and airspace of any sovereign country. Uh... I don't know about that. I mean, this seems like it is a violation. I'm no expert, but in general, it seems like it is. It's said that his senior foreign policy official, Wang Yi, had discussed the incident with Mr. Blinken over the phone, stressing that maintaining communication channels at all levels was important, especially in dealing with some unexpected situations in a calm and reliable manner. It added that Beijing would not accept any groundless conjecture or hype, cut it out, and accused some politicians and media in the United States of using the incident as a pretext to attack and smear China. Yeah, so here's the thing. If you're ever talking about another country, countries are sensitive, man. They're like, I don't know, what's the most sensitive thing you could think of? That's what they are, okay? So as soon as you try to say something is a country's fault, or they're purposely trying to do something to go to war or to aggravate another country, it's never perceived wisely. Um, I already have a lot of thoughts about this. (laughs) I don't want to go ahead and let them out yet, but I already, I can assure you, have a lot of thoughts about this, and I cannot wait to share them. But I'm trying to look in here and see if there's more information before I just share my opinion To avoid looking like a fool. Okay, so let's continue forward, shall we? According to U.S. officials, the airship floated over Alaska and Canada before appearing over the U.S. state of Montana, which is home to a number of sensitive nuclear missile sites. 
The incident angered top U.S. officials with Mr. Blinken saying he had told Beijing the balloon's presence was a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law and an irresponsible act. He called it unacceptable and even more irresponsible coming on the eve of a long planned visit. So for those that don't know, uh, you know, as they said, Mr. Blinken, secretary in America, he was supposed to go to Beijing to meet with Xi Jinping and some of the officials now that Beijing has decided to roll back their COVID protocols in 2023, three, you know, basically three years after the pandemic, when they started locking everything up. They decided to roll that back, and he was actually supposed to go to Beijing and meet with them. This is, you know, uh, diplomatic, and, and this is very common. You'll have world leaders wanting to meet with each other so that they can discuss issues so that things don't get out of hand, right? Feelings don't get hurt, and then it leads to uh, instability, wars, and, and things of that nature, right? And yeah, he said, you know what? Instead of meeting with this guy, I'm not going to go. So basically, it was a huge middle finger to the Chinese government for him to not go but it was also a middle finger to the US government for this balloon um, whether or not it's harmful or not just floating over US airspace and it is a violation of sovereignty um, don't don't be fooled because it, it's obvious uh, you know you can't just float one country's balloon over another country without treaties without agreements you know this is this is quite weird uh, we haven't seen anything like this actually, uh, in any time in recent history, really. So this is all really new and I think I'm really interested to see how this is going to turn out. I don't know. Is this going to lead to war? It seems like the USA and China have been real chippy. They've been really at each other as of late, uh, for many reasons. Many can speculate with it, whichever side you choose. Um, they've been really at each other's throats. And as someone who lived in China for four years, but is also uh, an American who was born and raised in Los Angeles, it's kind of crazy to see how this is playing out because China seems like they are angry with the U.S. and their policies and they voice that. But they're also very passive aggressive about wanting to go to war or about doing something about it because they feel as though they will not win. That is just how Asian culture is. It is very passive aggressive. It's never in your face. It's never confrontational. It's very um, slight. It's very sneaky. And that's something I understood by living there. It, it's just the truth. I mean, many people may not agree with me, but it is my opinion. Therefore, I'm going to say it. Whereas the U.S. is more confrontational. It's not sneaky or sly most times. It's very in your face. It's very confrontational, whether you like it or not, right? So, like I said, I'm interested to see where this will go. Okay, there's still more to this article, guys. So let's go over, let's go over quick and cover this, uh, and then I'll get to some more of my thoughts at the end. America's top diplomat had been set to visit Beijing uh, from the fifth to the sixth of February to hold talks on a wide range of issues. Yeah, like I said, you guys know about that, right? But on Thursday, U.S. defense officials announced they were tracking a giant surveillance balloon over the U.S. While the balloon was, the Pentagon said, traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and did not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground, its presence sparked outrage. Yeah, and of course the Pentagon's going to say it doesn't present any physical threat because obviously, you know, they want to keep everybody calm. That's the whole point. But it is strange. I Like I said... I haven't seen anything like this in a long time, you guys. On Friday, China finally acknowledged the balloon was its property, saying that it was a civilian airship used for 
meteorological research, which deviated from its route because of bad weather. And late on Friday, the Pentagon said a second Chinese spy balloon had been spotted, this time over Latin America. We are seeing reports of a balloon transiting Latin America. We now assess it as another Chinese surveillance balloon. He provided no further details. China has so far made no public comments on the reported second balloon. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Everybody's trying to make China number one enemy right now. And China, the government, not the people, the government, not the people. The Chinese government has done a lot of things to like make a lot of people angry and piss a lot of people off. So I completely understand that. But at the same time, as much as I don't want to jump to conclusions, I think a lot of people will. And a lot of people are going to be outraged. They're going to be uncomfortable because this seems like a violation of space. You know, it'd be like if, say, you have a house and then next to you, your neighbor has a kid. Right. And that kid is throwing the football around, which is completely normal. You know, it's what kids do in the U.S. Throw the football around. And instead of it landing in your yard, it landed in your kitchen and broke, you know, it broke a plate or broke a vase. (laughs) You know, this is pretty much what we're dealing with. This is very strange. Um, As you guys can kind of tell, I'm a little speechless at the moment because I don't know what to think. But I know this is a bit of a provocation and I don't see this getting better. Um, I definitely see relations getting worse. Not only because the balloon shows a lack of respect in general, it just does. And China's, China is a very monitored state. Uh, when I was living there, there were cameras everywhere. It's a very monitored state. And it has to be because they have so many people, right? So if they want to get their way, the government, then yeah, they have to have so many cameras and Big Brother and monitor people. But if that's the case then how would China not know that this balloon was floating over America or Latin America even? Um, They would know. How would they not know? They would know. There's no way they wouldn't know. Everything is monitored. Everything goes through a massive amount of bureaucracy and everything is planned. Uh, The real question is, why? (laughs) And I think that's what's killing everybody. Why? Because... As you can understand from China's COVID numbers about how many people died and them saying it was only like 3,000 throughout the whole pandemic that died in a country of a billion people, over a billion people, China, in terms of the government, in terms of the people in the government, tends to lie. Now, I'm not saying that about everyone in the government. That's just impossible. That doesn't make sense. But a few people in that government tend to lie. And when I speak about China, it's important for me to clarify that I'm not talking about the people of China. When I lived there, I was greeted with all types of kindness, help, and love. And that's real. And I have the pictures to prove it and the videos to prove it. And I'm still in touch with a lot of those people to this day. So I have nothing but love for the people of China. However, some of the governments and politicians, just like in the U.S. or or in any other country that make these laws, that do these things without thinking about it, it has a terrible impact on the people that live in these countries so this is no time to be nationalistic and say well i'm a u.s citizen so i have to make sure that i take america's side or oh i'm lived in china so i have to take china's side no not at all but at the same time i am saying that this is strange i wish that there was some way we can come to understand the truth and hopefully we can find out why 
and hopefully relatively soon because if these relations between these countries don't get better we are heading for another war no questions asked period we are heading for another war and that's really how i feel about it i don't mean to say that to scare anybody but for me it just seems inevitable man it seems inevitable the way it's going anywho <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the dragon horse podcast as always stay safe happy and healthy and if i do get any more updates on this crazy story i will be sure to release another pod episode and let you guys know exactly what i heard and what's going on all right love y'all catch you in the next one peace